Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and I am your all-powerful DM. Before we jump back into that action, though, let's check in, just for a second, with our brave knights in the field to see what happened last week. Hey everyone, Drummond here. I just got stabbed in the neck, so I'm going to try and make this quick. Last week on Stronghold, everyone got introduced. As you heard, there's a lot of lounging in this team, but I I'm really the serious one. Freddy has a serious alcohol problem, and Thomas is... You heard the episode. Thomas is... Thomas is Thomas. Anyway, we totally jumped at the opportunity to defend our village when we found some super spooky skeletons who told us we had to pay tribute to their new king. We beat the skeletons up. Well, me and Freddy did. Thomas packed his stuff up for half the episode. Anyway, Brent told us about his cat. I got stabbed, which was super uncool, and Thomas picked up a sword that shrunk his hand into a raisin. Overall, a real not great day, honestly. Not a big fan at all. Anyway, let's see if Thomas and Freddy can collectively get it together and keep me from dying? Yeah, that'd be great. Alright, Draman, where we left off last time, you were in the arms of a few of the larger men in town as they were dragging you back into the pub to get some medical attention for that wound in your neck, which is still bleeding rather profusely. And one of the local town mothers uh, comes at you, sewing kit slash first aid uh, equipment, at the ready and set to stitching you back up. It's not a fun process by any stretch of the Im imagination, but the bleeding after a time does stop and it is nice to have your neck back in a neck shape again. What are you two, Thomas and Freddie, doing while this is going on? I'm sitting there watching and subconsciously, without even realizing it, just inching my way towards the bar and grabbing a cider. Okay. Thomas? I'm gonna grab some gloves and go back and pick up the sword. <laughs> okay. Um, you go back, you pick up the sword with your gloves, and um, go ahead and roll a constitution, but with advantage this time. That's the secret. Actually, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage. Is it, though? <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Watch that be the better one. Um, 17. Your hand doesn't feel great, but it feels a lot better than touching this thing just with, like, skin contact. Did you did you pick it up with your strong hand? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to walk into the bar with it. As soon as you do, <laughs> it's like the parting of the Red Sea. You're like Brick when he has a grenade. He's just walking around like... <laughs> this is... <laughs> Look what I got! <laughs> So as you walk into the bar with this thing out, it's like the Red Sea is part. No, it's not out. It's in the sheath. Remember? Even so, because this thing is all rust and rot, and every movement it makes trails the the deathly shadow of of decay and unreality. Freddy's gonna come up and tap Thomas on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, um, you know that sword's magic, right?" No, really. Okay. So I'm going to give you the heads Trust. up. I'm a monk. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. You <laughs> are not. Okay, Thomas. Just wanted to give you the heads up. A monk. I'm going to try to. die tomorrow from gonna... some unseen All right, I'm going to or... try to convince um, Freddy that I, I am, in fact, a monk. I've known you for three years. And I, I said, know what you I've, are. And the whole time I've said I'm a monk. <laughs> the whole time I have not told him I'm a rogue. I haven't told anyone I'm a rogue. I will let you make this deception check. Freddy, roll insight. Thomas, roll deception with disadvantage. Because <laughs> of my strong hand? <laughs> no, no, because I've known you for so long. And because you're not. <laughs> because monk. of it being such a weird and outlandish and unbelievable claim. Six. Fifteen. Ro roll again. <laughs> I want to see a one. <laughs> Watch the other one be a nat 20. I'd laugh. 
It's actually a 14. Freddy, you are aware that Thomas is not a monk. <laughs> Get out of here, you fake monk. Hey, I am a real monk. We call you the funk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with an O. <laughs> funk. He's the funky monk. <laughs> funky monk. The funky monk. <laughs> there ain't no monk like the funk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So am I patched up? Draman is sewn up. Thomas is wielding <laughs> again, just very bad with the sword just straight out in front of him. Magical sword, and Freddy is indulging in his traditional after battle Achilles heel. You don't have a traditional after battle. It means that you have at some point battled. Hurtful and unnecessary. So, guys, um, since most of the town's in here, what do we do now? Anyone want a sword? No, stop trying to give Thomas, that to anyone. Thomas, put it away. Or go stand by the wall or something. <laughs> stand in the corner with your cursed sword. So as you guys don't do much of anything, things start to not settle down so much as achieve a quieter and stiller level of anxiety. And in the back corner at the elder's table, you see them sitting there once again. But instead of discussing the simple matters that plague an agricultural community like this. They're not talking about where does one farmer's field end and another's begin. They're not talking about who owns the pig. They're trying to figure out what comes next. They have just sent, somewhat inadvertently on their part, the messenger of the king, they suppose, packing in what can only ironically be called a coffin. And they don't know much about kings in these parts. None of them have ever heard of a king or a local ruler. They're mostly just left to do as they will among themselves. But from what little they do know about kings, they figure that they don't take very kindly to having their servants and messengers killed. And that worries them because they don't know what the response will be or when it will be. The only thing that they feel very certain of is that they have very few soldiers here. They have a sheriff, and he has a couple layabout deputies who are really just more of a, a drinking squad at this point. There's not a lot of law going on. And they have you three, who have shown to be kind of effective against one or two at a time, but who knows how many of these monsters are out there. Uh, can I go over and kind of sit down at the table and with my cider try to, not persuade, but kind of like integrate myself into the the group you go over there and you try as casually as possible to sit down but this is the elders table there's no sign it's not official but this is this is the closest thing that the town has to the the grand halls of government and they all turn and look at you and the conversation goes completely silent and they just maintain that eye contact i'm gonna try to sweet talk them roll persuasion persuasion yes 18. 18. Okay, what do you say to them? I come up to them and I'm like, I know this is the uh, unofficial official elders table. <laughs> um, just wanted to see what's going on. Uh, I know this was not a, a great day for anybody here. We were not expecting this. We have no idea what this is. And um, to be honest with you, myself and my buddies are just as worried and kind of unsure of what to do next as much as you guys are so i'd love to sit down and talk it through with you guys so by far the eldest of the town elders very old lady called granny obdurin peers at you with tiny beady little eyes she looks at you and she says well then why did you go and do a fool thing like that you don't know how many of them there are you don't know where they are and and it was one thing that they came around asking for tribute and such and you know bandits used to do this back in the old days i remember that but now they're gonna be one who knows what maybe more treasure maybe maybe blood maybe they're going to take our menfolk and, and and burn the town to the ground and 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 we just don't know and then you did you did what you did and the whole town's gonna be held accountable for it but you didn't ask us did you and uh, I am so sorry about that. I often am a loose cannon, kind of 
impulsively do things. That's a nice without, way to put it. <laughs> without thinking about it. And really, if you want to blame anybody, this is all Drawman's fault. He... Yes, well, I'm sure there's a, a lot of that. But let me tell but, you this, Sonny. But, but, but. It's the stray tree that gets cut out of the orchard first. What? You're a real smooth talker. I'm going to sit this down. This granny is not like a smooth talker. Do I hear any of this? Am I close enough to hear any of this? If you want to be. You have the option to move freely through the, so the pub. Before that, I'm going to sit down with my gloved snaggle hand. <laughs> snaggle hand. Okay. You're sitting down. And the sword. And I'm going to like place the sword on the table too and go, is there a problem here? That's not helping me at all. They're going to give you the same long, hard stare that they gave Freddy. Go ahead and... What are you... What are you trying to accomplish here, first of all? I saw that they were ganging up on him. They were talking down to our sorcerer. Are you intimidating the elders? With a zero charisma? I just got to touch them with a sword and they die. Well, th yeah, that's how swords work. Well, no, no, no. I don't even have, well, I don't even have to swing. I just got to yeet it at him as soon as I touch it. <laughs> you are definitely evil. Brandy's so going to go become ahead. even more shriveled. <laughs> all right. Going to turn into a shrunken head. Go ahead and roll your intimidation check. 18. All right. They definitely feel uncomfortable by your presence. How does he succeed on all of these throws? I also feel uncomfortable <laughs> about his presence. <laughs> Freddy quickly gets up, walks around the table to him, and whispers in his ear, Thomas, what are you doing? Throw this whole thing off. All right, look. I got this. I got this. All right. I used to run okay, games. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey. Okay. And one of the... Older men. He's a landowner in these parts. His name is Martin. You've all met him before. He's part of your gambling ring, Thomas. And he's like, okay, look, there's no need to go and get all sorty over here. All Granny was saying was that we don't know what's coming up next, and that's going to make people antsy and jumpy around here. And you get that, don't you? Yeah, I totally understand. That's why all we right. need to sit down and come up with a game plan. So the way I see it, we got one of two options. You guys can either pack up and leave, or we can start fortifying, and you guys just listen to us. Since, out of the whole town, we have the most combat experience fighting these things. Uh, at this point, Sten, the blacksmith, speaks up, and he says, It seems to me we have a third option. We could just tie you three up and give them to the king as a present. I think, I think justice might be well served in his eyes that way, don't you? Yes, that is an option. Nope. Yes, no, I think no. it is. No, it's not the Thomas, good option. Stop talking. Because. Is Thomas even allowed to make battle plans? His intelligence is eight. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your wisdom? My wisdom's 14. Look, you can't he may make be, he complex may be dumb, battle plans. But he is. He's street smart. <laughs> street smarts generally don't come with, like, tactics, I yeah. feel. Street smarts is... You picking up the sword even though it hurts. Look, it's going to be useful somewhere, all right? He knew it was going to be useful. Uh, I'm just messing with you. I mean, it's, a, it's a free magic sword. Uh-huh. It shrivels living things. <laughs> Including you. Yeah. That's why you just like... Okay, right, getting back, back on track. Back on track. At this point, we don't even know if that'll work, but since we've... My colleagues here killed his messenger in your guys' town, he might just go out of his way to punish the town to send a message. Or, Thomas... If we're trying to find out who this king is, we can trap him. <laughs> just listen. You guys want to get rid of us since we I'm just put scared. the town in danger. We want to see who the king is and get this all figured out. I know Drawman's been getting antsy and restless around this town. I've been drinking way, 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 way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what, what Thomas has been doing. The first step is acknowledging you have a problem. <laughs> So, we're all ready to get out of here just as much as you guys want us gone. So what I'm proposing is we do what you say, Blacksmith, that you offer us up to the king as the tribute. We just do it in a more strategically laid out plan. And what might that be? I don't know. I haven't had a chance to think about it yet. But we got some time. Do we? Do we know that we have time? I mean, they haven't bothered us in how many years have we been here? I doubt they're, like, super close. We've never heard of them before. At that point, when you say that, they'll look to Granny Obdurin. She is far and away older than anyone else, even in the region, probably. She just has What are y'all looking at me for? I don't remember everything that happened. I haven't been here forever. 
but from the other side, close to the door that leads into the pub, another very young voice speaks up. It's Roan, the chaplain. He runs what passes for a church in this small town. He makes sure that the rituals are all conducted and that good fortune finds a place to rest its head here. He says, uh, actually, I might have an idea of what we're dealing with here. Oh, really? Uh, yes, it's possible. Well, very long ago, you see. That is several hundreds of years at least, probably more. Uh, there were, there were kings here, in fact, and there were great tribes of people who did war with one another constantly, it seems. And, uh, they, now they worship the, the same gods, of course, they've, we've, we've always worshipped the same gods in these parts, but, uh, but they were very restless folk, I guess. They, antsy, I suppose. Uh, was a good word. And, well, it, they did look awfully old to me. And perhaps we're dealing with some of those. They used to uh, inter, the, that is to say, uh, bury their their grand war chieftains up deep in the moors where their burial chambers, which were said to be lined with just the greatest treasures that anyone had ever seen, uh, wouldn't be disturbed by the regular people living down here in the valley. How long ago did you say this was? Uh, the There are a bunch of different sources, of course, you understand, um, that, that talk about these people, and none of them, well, none of the authors were around when those people were around, so it's kind of hard to tell, but the, the things they leave behind do look very, very old indeed. Uh, and I... I don't even know what, what they were called, really. There's, they were just the people that came before us. So a, a very uh, astonishingly long amount of time, I'm, I'm sure. And you said they were from the Moors, all buried out in the Moors. Uh, yes. The, well, the only few pieces of real information that we have about them are accounts that were, uh, well, that were written by the travelers who went out seeking the the treasures of the lost kings which were like i said supposed to be fantastic and uh while it would seem that a lot of those adventurers never well uh came back uh for one reason or another uh the few that did they said that that is where all of the uh, the greatest tombs were located well that at least gives us somewhere to start what do you guys think elders what do we think of what replies Sten. Um, what if the three of us, Drum and Thomas and I, in the morning will go up there and see what's going on, see what we can find. And then if we never return, then you don't have to worry about anything. It's a win-win for you guys. Well, says Heather, the ciderer. She runs the biggest cidery in town. Uh, she knows you well, Freddy. You got a loyalty card with her. Yep. We do need information about what's going on, regardless of what we choose to do. But if you're up there, I must say that I am of the same mind as Granny here. And if you find anyone, then maybe start with an apology. And perhaps mention that you're not really with the town, as it were. Oh, I can do that for sure. I will See tell them it was do. all my fault. See that you do. Will do. So are we all good? Everybody? Anything else? Okay. I haven't really been a part of this conversation. I'm just kind of leaving this alone close enough to hear it over here but i'm not especially after he sat down just kind of casually listening and thomas can you pick up your your sword now sure just making everybody <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> i'll pick up the sword okay um I'm so roll a constitution yeah, with I'm advantage so 11 all right no that would be 13 with advantage oh. 13 take four damage you cannot keep doing this. <laughs> You're going to die before we go back into combat. All right. So what is going on? Uh, well, we said we're going tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. What is time of day you... do you think it is now? Right now, let's call it 6 p.m. Freddie will get up from the table now that everything's settled. Go back to the bar, grab a cider, and head outside. Okay. The evening is cool. It will be chilly tonight. But it is clear, and the stars are just beginning to show against the fading sunlight. 
I'm going to take a quiet stroll just to clear my mind and kind of um, prep myself for whatever's going to come with uh, finally getting out of here. Okay. And just kind of quietly walk along the little houses and um, different buildings in the village. All right. Thomas, what are you doing during this time? I'm going to follow Freddy and ask him if he can uh, inspect the sword for me. Okay. And Draman. So I've been injured, so I'm probably going to hang out, cautiously take off my armor and repolish it since it's got so much blood on it. And I'm... Are you doing this at the pub or have you gone back to the pilgrim's uh, house? But back to the, the pilgrim's house. Okay. I've, I've... Back in your comfy room with all of your cans of polish. Yes. I think Draman has OCD. <laughs> I have a lot of polish. <laughs> he gets it every month on the, the traveling... Uh, <laughs> The traveling sales he cart. He buys in bulk. <laughs> he has a standing order. Bring me another can of polish. Not just one. Ten. It's Costco on wheels. <laughs> it's it is the merchant. It is not. It is one cart. <laughs> Definitely not bulk. One cart. Um, so um, I do have a... Wagon Mart. When Thomas comes to me and mm -hmm. tells me about the sword, because I could see that he had brief like flinches of pain when he held it, but didn't really understand the extent of what it was. Um, I do have a dispel magic spell. Okay. Can I try that on the sword? I'm not asking you to dispel. I want you to. I would say that as a sorcerer, you know that dispel is a, it works against spells, not magical things. But would I know what is affecting, like what curse is affecting the weapon? I will let you study it if you like. Sure. Okay. Would that be arcana? Yes. Uh, roll and arcana it's going to take you several hours and if you want to do it without touching it i will impose disadvantage upon you all right i am not touching <laughs> it freddy is a whole lot smarter than thomas a 14 as you look at it and you turn it over maybe you find some some sticks or some eating utensils to turn it over a little bit you figure out that at one point, this was probably a very good blade. It's made of iron, which is odd because you've only ever seen blades made of steel. But this is made of iron and it was at one point enchanted. What's happening with it now, what's causing it to decay Thomas's hand every time he touches it is not an effect that was built into the sword. It seems to be something that surrounds the sword. Not like a spell. Like, it's magic, yes. But a spell sort of hovers around something. And okay. it exists as a... Almost, you can feel the intent of a spell. This drags magic along behind it, wherever it goes. As just a side effect of its existence, almost. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So I'm going to relay all that information to Thomas and tell him that I would just leave the sword. It's not worth it. I'm going to tie it to my backpack. <laughs> okay. Cool. What are... Do we have any evening plans? As soon as Freddy finishes his nice relaxing walk, he's going to go turn in for an early night. Okay. Same. And same for Thomas. And I presume you go to bed, Drummond? Yeah. Um. So just a... Quick thing, if we have, since we're about to go out adventuring, we're about to take a long rest, it would be a great thing to, if anybody has taken any damage, if you want to swing by my house. I mean, you all live in the same house. Bed, well, swing by my room, I guess, then. We can uh, get, you, get you healed up. Yeah, I'm going to swing by and have you look at my decrepit hand. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't fixing your raisin hand, all right? I'll give you more health, but I'm, My not, shriveled fixing, hand. I'm not fixing the shriveled hand. Like, hey, can you do anything about this? Actions have consequences. You <laughs> it's got some bad juju on That's there. Right. Thomas? Hey, do you want to fix my hand, or do you want to sleep with the special sword? Neither. I pick neither. I pick the not none of the above option. E, none of the above. So who goes to Drummond's? You do? Thomas does. Does anybody have less than 100% health? Definitely. Thomas. <laughs> How close are you to dead? Oh, I only lost nine hit points. Okay. But right, I would like those got, nine hit points. Hit, right? No, I'm full health. I'm good. Really? Okay. Okay. I missed a lot, but I'm good. Who are you healing and for how much? Okay. Uh, so we're... How late is it now? Let's say... 8.30. 
Okay, so we're definitely resting. Yes. Yes. I don't want to burn second level spell slots with that. All right, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing on, uh, so it's six creatures of your choice that can see within range. Hit points equal to 2d8 plus spell casting ability modifier. Okay. Ew. 10 plus, I said, I said four plus 14 health. So we don't um, gain any temporary hit points from that. No, no it doesn't go over, up to doesn't max. Overheal, Are right. you feel now? Full? Yeah, I feel now. You feel? Um, you feel? Thomas. Yeah? When you get healed, your hand returns to normal. No, I unheal him. <laughs> you cannot. Sweet. I can touch the sword again. <laughs> All right. So you're all sleeping. You long rest. You wake up to the smell of apple cake filling the entire building. There's a local woman who comes and makes food for you guys. And these days it's mostly apples in various forms. You look out the window. You look out the front door. You see that a very thick bank of fog has enveloped the entire village. And this weather isn't unusual for this time of year in this place. It happens frequently. But... From the very outset, it just feels spooky. Yesterday you were fighting skeletons, now a giant bank of fog. Who would have thought? What were the odds? Maybe we don't have to wait until we get to the moor. How much you want to bet they're out there? Uh, Maybe we should just like, close the gate. Oh no, Jarman, can you handle that? I want to do stuff. They're going to come to find us. Well, let's we go. Let's lock we ourselves out. We just told the elders that we were going to leave. We can't stay here. Let's lock yeah, ourselves that, out there. That, that was my thought exactly. There's plenty of other places that we can go to. Thomas, we're not running. Not running. It's called retreating and getting better reinforcements. Tactical. Yeah, tactical, tactical retreat. retreat. Tactical withdrawal. To and advance better... to the behind. <laughs> uh, so, it's foggy. You guys are filled with warm, yummy apple cake. What are you doing? It's, let's say, 6 a.m., bright and early. Yeah. Um... I mean, I would say we, we did say we were leaving, so we need yeah. to gather our stuff, uh, whatever last things we need to do here to tie up any loose ends. You know, we have a lot of stuff going on, mm -hmm. and I got a lot of polish to pack in my bag, so I'm going to pack up my polish. All right, so you all have uh, traveling packs that you probably arrived in Caton wearing, however many years you've been in this town, and the Pilgrim's House has a... Fairly good store of adventuring equipment, you know, camping gear, dry rations, lanterns, rope, the usual. And anything you don't have, you can find at the blacksmith's, which is pretty much just across the street, or with one of the other residents of the town. So we'll just assume that you have everything you need, you know, the basics. All right, so you're all geared up, and I leave it to you. Let's dip. Should we go talk to the... They were like dots and dip. This podcast brought to you by Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. Ice cream you can eat with your hands. You can eat any ice cream with your hands. <laughs> um, should we go... <laughs> it just broke we Colin's mind. No, I'm, just, I'm just imagining Brett like, Oh, I didn't know I could eat ice cream with my hand before. I've just been using my hand for Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so are you stopping to talk to anyone before you go? Or are you just heading out? We should talk to the Reverend to point us in the right direction. Because do we know where the moors are? I feel like we've been here long enough that we would have a general idea of the layout. Yeah, of the but land. we didn't know that that was where the people were buried and stuff. If we had known that, I'm that, assuming we would know that kind of stuff. History is different than geography. Correct. He's saying yes. so, but if there was a burial site there, oh, okay, that's, we would have that, known that. That's what you're looking for, not not where the moors are, where the burial site is. So, uh, you guys, uh, so you're stopping. You're not stopping. We're stopping. Do we know where that stuff is? Uh, the burial places? No, not really. So you we know the direction that they're in. We do. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's go get some more precise directions on our way out. That's what I was saying. We should okay. go talk to the, well, who was it? The reverend? Uh, the cleric. The cleric. Who runs the chapel here. Yes. It very conveniently located right across the town square from the pub, and it is on your way out. As you pass it, you stop in. and It's a one-story building, like every other building in town, made out of still fairly rough 
logs and timber, thatch roof again. But on the inside, it's very clean. It's, it's a tidy, neat little place of worship. At the very far end, past a whole bunch of pews, there is a door that you know leads to the rectory where the cleric lives. It's it's just really a, a small apartment, and there's the cleric. He's making himself some breakfast. He's having eggs, scrambled eggs. And he's like, oh oh, uh, I'm sorry, I I must not have uh, heard you come in. Can I help you with something? Would you like some eggs? I can make a few more if you'd like. No, I'm good. We had some. Uh... Some apple full cake up on, stuff. on apple cake. Appreciate it, though. Oh, yes. They, we do love our apples here, don't we? Yes. I'll take some eggs. All right, then. And he <laughs> cracks I, a few I could eat. extra eggs. <laughs> yeah, and no, he starts... I'm going to change my statement. I'm not going to say I'm going to take some eggs. I'm gonna, I can eat. <laughs> and he, he cracks a few eggs, and he starts scrambling those. And the eggs that are already done, he hands to you. Can um, I get a little bit more? Uh, they'll, be, they'll be done in a moment. Thanks. Uh, what's your charisma? Zero. <laughs> Impossible. Oh, ten. It's ten. Oh, he has zero well, no, no, modifier. Uh, my, my bad. It's ten. My charisma is ten. That makes sense. Oh, more. Um, so can I can I help you all with something? You. It's <laughs> we awful. just came for eggs. <laughs> it's awfully early to be paying house calls, as it were. Uh, we just wanted to stop by and um say thank you for last night coming in, giving us that info, and uh, we just wanted to know. Kind of a little bit more about the burial site or um, the direction of where we're headed exactly. Any kind of intel that you got? Um, well, the the writings on the subject aren't particularly explicit in that regard. They don't... Well, it's not like they come with a map, you see. Um, I know that they're, they're out on the moors. I mean, it stands to reason that the road that the skeletons came in on is, is the fastest way to wherever they came from um but uh to say that do i know where these burial sites are located of the moors no i'm afraid i don't just said they didn't however i um one thing that might be helpful i don't i don't know i'm not a uh, a wayfinder as it were um the the ancient People who lived here, who used to bury their chieftains up there, would make for them uh, barrows. They were like like small hills, but made by men instead of the the gods and nature. And up on the moors, it's fairly well. It's not flat, but things tend to stick out, right? So I would I would look for those. I look for small. Man-made looking hills, I suppose. So what you're saying is, besides cooking some bomb eggs, you're pretty useless. Um. Wow. Thomas. Well, I'm sorry. Don't pay attention I'm to Thomas. Sorry that I couldn't help you more. He's grumpy in the morning. We apologize. We have to bring him in public. Oh, <laughs> don't uh, don't worry about that. I've heard, I've heard far worse things. It's uh, it's not everyone who can help you find ancient lost treasures. You know, I. That's not really my, um, well, it's not in my, my wheelhouse. Uh, well, thank yes. you so much for your help. Uh, it's been actually very helpful, aside from what Thomas well, said. We'll and thank you for the, scam. thank you for the eggs. And, uh, we will see you hopefully later if we ever come back. Of course. I, uh, I look forward to seeing you again. I'll, I'll keep the cider cold as they say. Ooh. Do they say I that? I love you. I don't think they say thank that. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think that's... A, I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> is it I peed a little. Is, <laughs> is it because of the egg man? It's because of this guy, isn't it? I just... Uh, I very much wish for your success. And I have never been on an adventure before. And Would you I'm like sure, to come? Oh, mm, I don't think that would be an advisable well, We always could action. use a fourth person. Someone that can actually heal well mm, i don't think that no can I, I persuade him no i really must say that this would not be <laughs> the best you can always but we roll. could use some can I persuade him you can always persuade him i'll guidance you i poke him don't Got worry him. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna whisper this to uh dramen as i don't worry if he disagrees i always got rope <laughs>
What Never you... mind. I don't persuade him. What'd you get? Four. Did you roll, roll the guidance? Gu- roll guidance. I don't think that's going to help very much. <laughs> got to make it very... Wait, you got a four. What's your charisma? Or persuasion? What's your persuasion? I got an 11. Plus uh, 11 total. No, uh, thank, thank you for thinking of me. And it's, I mean, really quite flattering for you to to want to bring me along on your adventure, but I am afraid that I would be more of a hindrance than a help in all of your efforts. I'm not really an outdoors type person, you might say. Freddy's going to lightly tap him on the back and be like, it's okay. You just take care of everybody here in town. Will do. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you so much for your help again. I'm gonna, like, Thomas, the, we're leaving. I'm going to whisper out the corner of my nose like, so do I need the rope or not? The rope? For what? You never need the rope when we're talking <laughs> to town's members, ever. We've told you this. We've had this conversation before. You I'm can't... just saying it's a little bit more persuasive when they don't no. when the push your out. hand back up. <laughs> Put it away. Put the rope away. All right. All right. So we are headed out of town. Okay. So you leave town. Yes, we you, do. The forest rises rockily up on your left, and the sheep pasture falls away beneath you, giving way to the fields of barley beyond. And eventually this road winds up and through the forest out onto the moors. And the moors are, it's a stark and desolate landscape up there, but not without its own beauty in the sunshine. Right now, it looks mostly like fog. It's flat-ish and covered in various scrub plants but there is a well-worn track in front of you that fades away into the mist you walk for probably a good two hours it's typical going no slower no faster than normal just following this path as it gets increasingly wild and tangled and overgrown while you walk you know just sort of Objectively speaking, time must be passing, but the temperature doesn't change and the fog doesn't lift. And about two hours into this journey, you get to a point where a little ways in front of you, and well off to your right side, you see what looks to be the light of a lantern. It's not in the direction the path points at, but the path has twisted before. And you can't see anything around it because of the fog, but you definitely see lantern light just over there uh well should we try and approach it and see who it is we probably want to be cautious maybe someone could how far away is it it's very hard to judge in the fog it looks not too far away maybe in the maybe around 200 250 feet away and it's dark outside a little less than the length of a full football field and it's not dark it's just very foggy thomas you got a your roguey monk self up for the challenge. Of course, a monk like myself is always prepared. At this point, you're not even fooling yourself. I'm a monk, trust you're me. You're fooling yourself. All right, I'm going <laughs> to, after saying that, so, all right, I'm, I'll go ahead and check it out. I'm going to start creeping up, trying right. to be as quiet as possible. And Roll like, a stealth check for me, please. The only you're proficient in it, right? I am. Plus six. That'd be a 21. You manage to move through the heather and through the other scrub growth without making a sound. And you move so stealthily that you don't really even lose the pace that you had on the path. And as you approach this light, you go through a sort of gully and then start going up an embankment. And by the time you've walked, maybe four or five minutes, the light does look closer, but you haven't reached it yet. And that's somewhat odd. And when you turn around you realize that you can no longer see the road either, nor your companions upon it. I'm going to try to listen around me to see if I hear like any animals or anything like natural sounding or if there's any sound around me. Okay, make a perception check. Uh, what are Draman and Freddy doing during this time? I guess still walking forward at a slower pace. I would right? be hanging way back because I'm not. Draman, you are staying on the road or not. Staying on the road. You're staying on the road, and you're staying not going to move are, at all, or you're walking forward on the road. I don't know. Maybe I would follow along where he's going, but I I would be behind. He, yeah, he quickly disappears into the mist from okay. where you right. and your slower gait are going to be. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
And Freddy? I'm keeping pace with Drummond. Okay. So you guys, you, you leave the road a little bit, but you lose him in the fog and you're kind of just there. You don't hear him at all because he is so adept at moving quietly. Uh, but he probably hears you. What was your... 18. You definitely hear the two of them probably talking to each other and definitely Dramen's armor clanking around. Around you, you do hear uh, some faint stirrings of natural animal life, but it's a cold and damp day. You know, most get, things are staying in. I don't know if this is a weird question, but can I get a feeling of like the fog is natural or if it feels like it? Roll a wisdom check. 11. It doesn't look any different than a normal fog, but that's as far as you get with that. All right. I'm going to walk back to him and tell him like the light doesn't seem to be getting any closer like the farther I keep going down the road. Okay. Oh, and just to be clear, you were going off. You had to go off the road for that. Okay. I'll let you make your way back without incident. You, you're able to find the road again, find them, and tell them that. Can I check to see if the fog is magic? Yeah, you can choose, make a, there's actually a check for it, a nature check, or you can make an arcana check. I'll do arcana. Okay. 12. You know there are spells to do this, but you've also seen this kind of fog here just normally. Okay. So it can, it's a little iffy for you too. So, Dramen, the light doesn't seem to be getting any closer the farther I went down the road. So if we just keep going along, I'm going to go patrol ahead. See if there's anything, like, if I could find any ambushes or anything like that waiting for us. Yeah, that works. Uh, as long as you don't get too far out, we want to be able to get to you if anything happens. Yeah, I won't go any farther than, like, all right, if I can still hear you guys, I'll stay within there. Sure. Okay, so you're proceeding along the road, then? You yes. want us to keep following after you? Yes, just follow the road, and I'll be off the road, like, patrolling side to side. Okay. So, the going is much slower now, and I'm going to need another stealth check to determine your success in this. Um, 19. Again, very quiet. Quiet as a mouse. Very stealthy And mouse. the two of you, Draman and Freddy, you lose him completely in the mist. Uh, you have no idea where he is, not by sight, not by sound. But you proceed along the road, and as you do, you see that light still off to your right. And you pass it, and you leave it behind you, and you walk for another hour until on the left, you see another lantern. Uh, this one is a little closer. Instead of the 200, 250 feet, this is more like 100. Uh, I'd say, Thomas, you see it first, with Freddy and Draman seeing it not too long thereafter. So it's about like 150, 200 um, let's say 150 feet off the side of the road. I'm going to go investigate it. It takes you only a minute to walk a good distance in the direction of this lantern light. But again, you feel like it should definitely be closer than it is. And it's not that you're not approaching it. It just seems to be a lot slower than normal. Do I notice anything odd when I get to the lantern, like about it? Or is it just like a normal Are lantern? you pursuing it? Yes. All right, so as you continue to walk, you're going up this slight rise, and it's still frustratingly distant. It's still about 50 feet away from you. And it's like, I'd say for every 10 feet you walk, you get three or five feet closer. I'm going to stop pursuing it. And I actually would like you to make a perception check at disadvantage. It's a total of 12. So, you're going up this rise, and like most places in the moors, there are rocks scattered uh, just about, you know, big boulder-type things. It's starting to get a little rockier where you are, and at the last moment, what you think should be the top of uh, you know, a low rise, you notice that immediately in front of you is a just dead drop down some number of feet. You manage to not take that last step, but you are very close to the edge, and the lantern is still out there in front of you, 30 feet 
maybe 25 now. It is, it is bright and it looks as bright as the lantern should look when it's 25 feet away in thick fog. But it's still 25 feet away from you. I'm going to make my way back to uh, Draman and Freddy and let them know about the lantern, about like also the uh, cliff that's coming up. So this is off, again, to the side of the, the road. It's not in, in the direction that the road is going at all. Do, and, I, do I have a rough feeling about like how far ahead I was of them? Yes. I'd say you know pretty well where they are. You can hear them, uh, and you're able to find them easily. I guess there's a big cliff coming up off to the side of the road. The lanterns are a lot farther away than they actually look. They're surprisingly not, or they're surprisingly bright for how far away they are. Do you have any sense of that they could be like super big where they're actually at then? Or I have no idea. From the pat lantern that we passed, they look like a normal lantern, but they're have the same amount of brightness no matter how far away we are it felt like i was only like 200 feet away from that the lantern coming up but i'm pretty sure i walked farther than that to get to well it. that's disconcerting um what do you think we should do <laughs> i don't know they're not like a threat right it's just lanterns no but it someone put them out here though i feel like we should just stick to the road for right now okay and see if we can get closer to the second lantern. Okay, yeah. Um, we can continue on the road that works. Okay. So as you're having this conversation and you decide to continue following the road, you turn around to do just that, you see the lantern off to your left looking exactly like it was when you first started chasing it. Right? It still looks like it's... 200-ish feet away. I don't like that. I don't like I don't. Do you guys think it would help if I cast light in this fog? Yeah. The more visibility that we have, the better. Or do you think it'll just blind us back? Uh, the better we can see in the fog. That way we won't uh, uh, be harder for us to get uh, ambushed. All right. Does anybody have um, a something with them that I can cast light on? Or is there a branch or anything nearby that anyone can feel? I got my... Uh, Decay sword. There are branches. There are like put it in small, small branches on the ground that you can find. Okay, about Um, torch size. Put it in the side, the center of your forehead. Yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Become a sun clock. I'll reach down and grab one of those bigger looking sticks. Um, I'm gonna cast light on it. Okay, it's bright. It illuminates the area around you. Casts a twenty foot cube around the item, and then that's like very visible, and then. It's less dim light. Dim light. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. It's much brighter here, but it doesn't change the fact that the fog is still in between you and everything else in the world. Are we able to see more like that's directly around us? Not particularly. No. The issue had never been lack of light. It's bright enough. You know right. the sun's out. It's that's, just. That's what I was thinking. Misty. I was hoping it wouldn't be the case, but... So really, it's just... Can you make, like, a gust of wind? No, Thomas. Pretty useless for a mage. I'm not a weather mage. I'm a sorcerer. All right. Sorcerer of some wind. You monks are all the same. I know. (laughs) So, as you proceed, you see that line off to your left, and it disappears as you leave it behind, and you're starting to get into some really rough terrain. It's... Definitely not flat here. There are significant hills and significant uh, little valleys that you're having to uh, trudge through. And you're not seeing the the burial mounds, the barrows. Maybe it's just a feeling, though. It's a feeling at the back of your neck. Like, you've got to be getting close to something at this point. Because this just seems like the type of forbidding landscape that is perfect for interring grand leaders and their vast treasures away from tomb robbers and the like. And as you're having these thoughts, this time directly in front of you, 60, 80 feet away, you see two lanterns flanking either side of what should be the path. If you continue straight, you will walk in between them. I mean, it's spooky, but I don't see what else we're going to do. I'm going to go scout up ahead again. I want to make sure he doesn't get too far away. Okay, make another stealth check for me. 20. Incredibly silent. 
At least you're good at something, Thomas. I know. Hurtful. <laughs> Look wow. at that. The monk is finally useful. You're not a monk. <laughs> you never have been a monk. You never will be a monk. He's going to say this so much that every single person listening is going to think he's a monk instead of a rogue. Until I start saying, like, yeah, sneak attack damage. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you go, you go straight down the path. Uh, what remains of the path, that is. You approach these two lights, and you're experiencing the same effect as before. Except in the past, where you would walk ten feet and maybe only gain three or five. Here you're walking ten feet and probably getting eight. They're not quite as close, maybe, as you originally thought. But it's not as extreme as it had been in the past. And as you get closer and closer, until you get to about... 20 feet away, they look exactly as though someone had come out into the middle of the moors and lit two lanterns as wayposts for travelers to find. But when you get to that 20-foot distance, that is the point beyond which you cannot pass. Just exactly as fast as you move forward, it seems to stay away. I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Are we actually even moving? I want to see if I can still hear like what's going on around me, if there's anything. Uh, none of that silence that you were getting in the town when the skeleton showed up. I want to go 20 feet away from the path, mm -hmm. off to the left, to see if I can see anything. As soon as you stop moving towards them, their position starts feeling a lot more static to your weird, disoriented frame of reference. And as you move off to the, you said, left, then you see them, and they're, it looks for all the world like they are staying exactly where they look like they are. So you get about 20 feet, and you're a little bit further away from them than you were at first, but that's where they're standing. Is there enough landscape that we can see that we could do, or that I can make a perception check to see if we are just moving? You don't have to do a perception check. You know that you are moving across a landscape. And you've actually been not only seeing individual features of the landscape rise up in the mist and get past and disappear behind you, but the landscape itself is changing into the much more rugged moors that you know to expect when you start getting really deep into them. So you are very confident that you are not just magically standing still. Okay. Thomas. So I want to turn around to see if I can see the lanterns behind us. Nope, they disappeared a long time ago. Gotcha. So I'm going to move back to the group. Okay. So, guys, I think the might be weird, but the lanterns might be like a guide to the tombs. Ooh. Okay, let's follow them then. All right. Okay. I took no convincing. We're definitely <laughs> not going to die. Yeah. It's like, um, tell me, every time we keep trying to get closer to them, they seem further and further away, but they don't get any brighter or dimmer. Right. And as soon as you stop, they seem very static. Like, they All won't right. move anymore. Us, I mean, what? literally, what else can we do? So, I guess we'll just keep going. Okay. You approach these two lanterns, and you get to that 20-foot perimeter, and you can't get any closer to them than that. And you follow them, and then... Almost imperceptibly, they start deviating from the path. And the route that you would have taken, at first, it's just it's just right next to you, just a few feet away. And then the lanterns, they move a little more away from the path. And soon, you are completely gone. Off the path, it's somewhere behind you, can't see it. And as you follow these things, they actually begin to put a little distance between you and them. Same thing as always, I'm going to go up a little ways ahead and just... Keep scouting out in front. As you continue moving forward, you can tell now that they are moving. And you can tell that they are moving faster. Will you pick up speed to stick with them? I don't know. Like, do we... Do we... Let's say we... I'm... We shouldn't. Because of the fog. If we keep picking up pace, we don't know where we're going to be heading. And the pace we're moving now. Yeah. All right. So, you maintain your steady pace. And these lanterns, they get it a bit further from you than they were at first. They're no longer 20 feet. Now they're back to 
a much more familiar 60-ish, 70-ish feet, but they don't get further than that. They then match your speed again, and everyone make me a perception check. Can I guidance myself? No, you would not know. So is this passive perception? Yes. Okay. 16. My passive is 16. Okay. 12. 14. 14. All right, so you're going along, and again, the fog is very disorienting, and it's a a rocky and very similar-looking landscape from one point to the next, and it is just because you happen to be paying just enough attention that you notice the landscape drops away, and beneath you, where your next foot would have fallen, because I imagine you've sort of spread out, you're not walking single file. Yeah is empty air. If you had taken one more step, it would have been a steep fall. Yeah, no, and, don't 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 want that. And here you are. And those lanterns, they've stopped completely and they are out in front of you. These lanterns were trying to get us to run off this cliff, right? Like these lanterns are kind of dicks. Maybe a maybe a brand new phrase. I don't know if anyone's ever said lanterns that these lanterns are lanterns are dicks. Uh okay. Um so uh, still got that branch with the cubal light. You want to drop it into the chasm? Yes. Sure. It would have been a 15, maybe 20 foot drop. It's not a straight, you know, up and down cliff. This isn't a sheer rock face. It just would have been a hard tumble over some, you know, pretty sizable boulders. So do we want to go down the chasm? I mean, are, are, we're totally away from the path at this point, right? Yep. What you are, are you well rolling for? Can't hide those right. rolls anymore. <laughs> right. Just keeping in practice. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... So, Draman, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to try to go down to the chasm. I'll okay. you know what I find. Okay, bye. Okay. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, this is for you climbing down. Nine. It's it's bumpy. You lose your footing, and you take one damage. <laughs> uh, as you tumble down this very loose, gravelly slope, and just thwack your shin on a big rock down there at the bottom. Once you do get at, down to the bottom, you realize that you're in a fairly steeply sided gully. And pretty shortly in front of you, there's another steep ridge going back up. Uh, I'm going to shout back. Hey, guys. Watch your step. It's safe down here. All right. Well, um, I'm going to continue after him. How far can we see? Does that have fog, anything to do with it? You can only ever see as much as... 10 or 15 feet in any direction. Uh, what was your athletics result, Draman? 13. You get down. 10. Well, no matter what the roll was, I was getting down there. <laughs> you both get down without incident. So you're down in this gully now. You can't actually see the lanterns. They're sort of obscured by the next ridge in front of you. I'm going to slowly make my way up the other side. Another athletics check, please. 13. All right, you make it up to the top, and there are the lanterns. They're about 30 feet away from you. The dick lanterns. All right, same. I'm lanterns calling. are back. Sure, I'll go too. Drummond and the gazelle over here. Uh, What was your result, Drummond? 23. You get up perfectly. Can he help me up? There's a little, like, uh, what did you get? There's a little a pirouette. Uh, you do not get up on your first attempt. You can try again, though. 19. You're up. Sort of recovering from the embarrassment, you decide to try really, really hard, and you own that small little hill. Kind of steep <laughs> incline right there. You're on at the top of it. So in getting out, got knocked down, but you got up again. So you're all at the top of this next ridge, and you all see the lights out in front of you, and then they blink out. Ah! And it is the normal kind of quiet and the normal kind of foggy and there is nothing around you we guess you still have the light right yes all right yeah you can see fine even without his light how but long the... is it going to take us to get to this this stupid burial the fog well we lost Keep our trudging. lights so i don't know what I mean, we, we can, can set up camp and try to wait the fog out you make a survival check to track where we're going? I don't know. The stars? Yeah, we have a, uh, the stars? To navigate. Yeah, to navigate. navigate? Yeah. Uh, disadvantage, please. Disadvantage! Oh, I guess I keep this. That was a one. Ah, you suck. Uh, nine. That was a 20. It's 
it's hard to tell. You know the direction you came from in a general sort of way. So you could probably find the trail again. I'll roll one as well. Go ahead. I'm going to roll one as well. Do it. What'd you get, Thomas? Is everybody roll with disadvantage? Yeah, everyone rolls with disadvantage. I'm a bitch. Would have been 20. My disadvantage was five. Okay. So you know the general direction of the path, right? And you can make your way back to the path if you like. But why were we following the lamps again? Because you're listening to the person with eight (laughs) intelligence. All right. I'm going to go to where I... Thought, yeah, well, why did we let I'm you gonna, tell us where to go? Yeah, I'm going to go to where I thought the lanterns were last. As you start to move, I you don't see, like that sentence. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since he rolled a little while ago. You see, just to your left, sort of uphill along the bank of this gully, the lanterns reappear. Ah, uh, and they are dicks. close. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to our show. As always, if you liked what you heard, get out there and give us those five-star reviews, follow us on social media, and tell all your friends. Alright, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.